It is the Chair Shop Podcast coming back at you in our regularly scheduled Sunday time slot with our regularly scheduled crew here. We are back to a trio. I'm your host, Barry, joined as always by my ever-dependable fellow hosts. First of all, Mr. Paul Griffin. Oh, yeah. That was a weird noise. Um, also with us, and possibly making a weird noise, but we'll find out, is Mr. Joe Towner. Hello. That's that's what we that's what we've come to expect. That's that's the, the classic towner yeah, we, classic. we've always wanted. He's you back. Uh, you're back from your travels. You're back from trying to get answers uh, on CM Punk. Uh, when you got them, you got them for us. You know, we confirmed that he's back and yeah. collision is, is happening. You know, exactly. we, we broke that story, which was uh, which was yeah. uh, great for us, obviously. Um, breaking, bre- yeah. breaking with three sirens next to it. You yes, tweet that yeah, out and, and, and say flames at the end because it's exciting. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't so, matter if uh, everyone knows or it's already happened. Just do that, and then you've broken it. That's, and then yeah, you and put it. Just put a picture news. of him. Just tweet a picture of, of whoever the tweets about. Um, yeah. So uh, Joe, why don't you give us the skinny on Las Vegas? How was your trip? How was Double or Nothing? Right. What did you make of the place, the people, and, and so on and so forth? Yes. Well, it feels like a long, long time ago because I've been so many places now. But yeah, a few weeks ago, I flew out to to Vegas to see AEW Double or Nothing and Dynamite and enjoy all the other delights that Las Vegas has to offer. So we stayed at the Flamingo Hotel, which is kind of right in the middle of the strip, but it's actually a little bit cheaper than all the other ones. Uh, It was Memorial Day weekend, whatever Mm. that is, I don't know something in america um which meant all the the um hotel rooms were extraordinarily expensive it was like minimum 200 dollars a night more like 300 400 but luckily the flamingo was a bit cheaper and actually it was quite nice so um i enjoyed it it's the last of like the original mafia vegas hotels founded by bugsy siegel uh they have actual flamingos in the middle of the hotel they have a nice like wildlife enclosure so that's nice, nice. but yeah, I was I was really good. I, I enjoyed that. Um, I I love Vegas. I love the fact that it's just like so insanely busy and there's just constant things going on and there's a lot of lights and the mad shit. I I like I really enjoy all that. It's kind of why I liked going. It was incredibly hot as you'd expect, like mm. thirty seven degrees every day. Like you can't stand outside for more than ten minutes. Um, but. But um, yeah, that was that was that was okay. Um, it has also gotten incredibly expensive. I will say, like I went there once before in two thousand and four, and back then it was kind of the era of like one ninety nine all you can eat steak buffet <laughs> and, and steak and lobster two ninety nine and all of this kind of stuff uh, and cheap drinks to like entice in the gamblers and keep them in the casinos. But at some point, they just gave up on that strategy. And said, "No, oh, Joe." And said it would be a lot easier to um, just charge people out of the ass for everything, uh, and people would still pay. So, yeah, nineteen dollars for a cocktail? Why not? Uh, wow, for a beer? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's sixty dollars for a you know main at the the restaurant? Why not? But anyway. Yeah. It's one of those things. I probably won't be going again anytime soon because it was uh, quite a bit expensive, but it was a lot of fun, a lot of good food. And the one thing I do like about Vegas is it is very like walkable. 
you can, unlike anywhere else in America, <laughs> just kind of walk up and down the strip and through hotels and you don't have to get cabs or drive or anything. So um, ironically, it's probably the most walkable city like in America outside of New York. Right. Um, yeah, great, great time there. We did a bunch of other stuff outside of the wrestling. So Michelle's friends uh, actually got married. They've been together for a long time, but they wanted to actually do the kind of official, you know, seal the deal. So they had a quick... Uh, like courthouse ceremony, which we went to, which was really nice. Uh, and then we celebrated with a, a really, really good steak dinner, at a place called Barry's uh, in oh, yeah. Old Vegas. Uh, compliments to, to Mr. Murphy. It was a wonderful establishment. Uh, it was kind of old school vibe, like very dark in there. And like the waiters were all very dressed up, but it was quite, it wasn't old fashioned. It felt, um, felt quite new. So that was really cool. We went to the Grand Canyon. That was yeah, pretty amazing. Um, we did the skywalk where you go out over this like glass panel that goes out like uh, 15 meters over the Grand Canyon and you're kind of looking down and it's right beneath you. That was pretty scary. I did have to hold on to the, <laughs> the handrail while I was doing it because you get a little bit of the old vertigo kicking in. Um, but that was really fun. We also saw um, a little act you may have heard of called the Blue Man Group. Oh. I... Only really know about them from Arrested Development, and there's not really a lot of it in there. So I really had no idea what they actually do. Like I knew it was like blue men doing things on a stage, <laughs> but Please. what they actually did, I thought that. But it actually turns out it's much more. It's like a physical comedy kind of show. They're basically like mimes. Yeah. So there is there is a whole kind of musical element to it, and they like play the drums and stuff. But actually, it's it's all like comedy, uh, and it's it was pretty fun. I actually re- enjoyed it a lot more than than I was expecting. But it's very uh, interactive with the audience. So I would say if you're ever in there, I would actually re- recommend the Blue Man Group. They do get a big thumbs up from me, um, which I was I was not expecting. But it was there's a reason they've been running for like thirty years or something. thirty years. Yeah, yeah. So um. Yeah, that was um, that was really good. And then on to the wrestling. So um, we went to Dynamite, which was in the MGM Grand Arena. Um, I think there was about four, four, five thousand people there. It did feel a bit flat because it was a third empty and quite sort of visibly empty as well, like the hard yeah. cam side. There was just no one over there. You just like pick people out individually. Um, so I think that affected the atmosphere a little bit. It was also, as I as I mentioned on my my little um, call in clip, it was very um, very long taping. Uh, I didn't realize there was an hour of Ring of Honor before you got to Dynamite. Then you had Rampage. Then they wanted to do more Ring of Honor. It's like that's Jesus a lot. Christ, it's it's uh, God, exhausted by the end of it. Um, I would say it was fun. Obviously, it's my first time seeing them uh, live. So it was a lot of fun to just be there and see all, all the guys in person and, and get the live experience. I feel like if I was watching at home, I probably would have thought that was a pretty shit dynamite. <laughs> I, would have, <laughs> yeah. I would not have been excited for double or nothing, but um, yeah, I did, I did enjoy it on, on the fact of being there live and, and especially towards the end as, as people will have seen on the, on the artwork two weeks ago, I did manage to sneak towards the ramp by the end and the, get my little face on the telly. So that's always a, that's always a joy when you can um, pick yourself out. Um, the Sabu thing was hilarious, by the way. Like when Adam <laughs> yeah. Cole started saying like, I was, I was, I was, you know, in real time, I'm thinking like, 
well, it's got to be Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly, yeah, yeah. That was my first thought. But then he said, like, oh, this is a, he's a dangerous man or something. Or he said something else. And I was like, oh, I can't be Kyle O'Reilly. And I was like, the homicidal, genocidal Kyle O'Reilly, yeah. Yeah, I was like, mm, maybe rules him out. And then Sabu comes out. Like, well, it was cool to see Sabu. Like, but uh, him and Adam Cole is like the most odd couple pairing I can possibly think of in wrestling. I can't think of anything like crazier than that. Um, yes, that was that was good. And then on the day of Double or Nothing, we had a really nice day by the swimming pool, um, which was insanely hot, of course. But um, we had like a little bed with, with the umbrella booked. They played incredibly loud music. It was all like EDM and just banging like oh, you were loving dance that. remixes. Um, it was like being back in Ibiza, but just without all the drugs. Um, so it was a lot of fun, just cocktails and, and getting in the swimming pool. Then we rushed off to Double O Nothing. Um, we got there. Uh, a pretty, pretty decent crowd. The, the hard cam was a little bit sparse, that that kind of area, but it was it was, it was was decent. Um there's a lot of criticism. I was following along on Twitter, like as the show was progressing and I could see a lot of tweets like criticizing the crowd. Oh, the crowd's dead. This is a shitty crowd, blah, blah, blah. I don't think they were that bad. It definitely wasn't like a rabid AEW crowd that was going to cheer for everything and go crazy. Um, but at the same time, there just was not a lot to get behind. Like it was, that was, that was my stance. I, I thought that, I thought that was that criticism of the crowd was harsh. I thought it was like, it was, it was yeah. not, it was not a great show. You know, they, 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 they were up for the stuff that was good. You know, uh, that was, that yeah. was my stance on that. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of felt like I was trying to get the crowd. I wanted to get the crowd going. Every time there was a big move, a hot tag, I was like, ah, I wanted to cheer, but I just, it didn't really sustain. I think it was, you know, People were kind of responding in the moment, but overall it wasn't it wasn't particularly sustained. Um, but the battle royal was, I thought, was really really good. The finish was really exciting. The crowd was really into that. I think Orange Cassidy and Swerve, fantastic. So you know that that was a really good start. And then we got into um, Chris Jericho and Adam Cole, uh, which was a wet fart of a match. And their their entrances were over. Like they everyone was. Maybe not everyone, but you know they were singing along to the theme songs, doing the boom and everything. Um, so there was, you know, the crowd were kind of up for it. But then, like that, the whole thing with Sabu and going straight through the table, I just was like, what on earth is going on? <laughs> Surely, like the most obvious story is he waits at ringside until JAS come out halfway through the match, and then he sees them off. Like that's that's just the obvious booking, right? I, it it made no sense to me otherwise. And then the match itself was just like such a bore. You could just feel the crowd just getting restless. It was so boring. Um, just a kind of flat, like plunder match with just and the the ending as well. Like no one, you can do those kind of stoppages sometimes, but I think they have to be really brutal. Like if someone's yeah. getting battered with a chair or they're bleeding all over the place. Adam, like if Adam Cole was punching me, I wouldn't. Like fucking submit, yeah, I'd be like, that's that's the real. It's, it's who's doing it. I'd push it? him off and beat him up and probably win. I'd be like, yeah, just so, stop, stop, stop punching me, please, mate. I don't. His, I, I, his I, I, friend I don't. Triple H should have told him, "You hit me like that, I'm gonna take you for real." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that really kind of took the wind out of the sails. But then the matches after that, the um, the tag title and the trios match were both just, just really boring matches. And I think the people in them were pretty over, but it was just there was no heat in the feuds and the actual matches were just really, I don't know, really kind of formulaic and flat. Ladder match was was fine, but again, does is anyone that bothered whether Wardlow wins or Christian wins? I don't think it was a particularly um, heated affair. 
Then you had the women's match. But Aaron Anderson bit a finger. What but are you talking about? I yeah, um, that was that was exciting. Um, <laughs> I, was it who was was it Luchasaurus's finger? I, I haven't watched yes. it back yet, so I can't remember. Okay, yeah. He should, yeah, have that green, was... he should have put a green blood capsule in his mouth to reflect that. Oh, to the, for the green blood, yeah. That that he sense. famously has. That's good. Um, yeah, obviously the women's world title match was maybe beyond their control, but again, it was just a little bit like, oh, okay, we get a two-minute Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm match. Like, oh, okay, that's, that's a bit disappointing. It was only really when Statlander came out that things started to really lift, and then you could feel the the energy in the crowd. Um, that was that was really really good. Um, the world title match was was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, but it, it kind of felt like the sort of undercard match that they would have had in previous years. Like I know it was supposed to be the main event, but I feel like that's the kind of match that would have opened the show like two years ago and would have got everyone like up and, and really excited. Yeah. Um, but but that was like at the end of the show, so it was a bit too late at that point. Um, obviously, the other week I was chuckling and and laughing for a very long time about the misfortunes of of one Dwayne uh the Johnson rock yes uh, you're you're a very you're a very petty spiteful man you know well you know i spent a lot of time watching his movies to a you point you brought that on yourself yeah I, i've i've watched today 45 movies starring one dj yeah and uh, the breaking point was League of Super Pets, which I still haven't seen. I haven't seen Black Adam. I don't think I can bring myself to do it. So my, my completionist days are at an end. But uh, yeah, we were laughing at his misfortune and his his uh, return to the Fast series when I reviewed Fast X. Obviously, he brought out then a video in the week talking about how good it was that actually he was back. And he was doing it for the fans. He was doing it for the uh, the characters we love the stories we love and the fans. It's all about the fans, brother. As he, as, as he, as he cracked jokes and chuckled as his, his, uh, world came down around him in, in flames. Um, because obviously his, uh, his DC adventure didn't work out. Um, old James Gunn gave him the, uh, the future endeavors. Mm. Um, and now we've learned this week that his his NBC comedy Young Rock has uh, befallen the same fate and is 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 gone. Is not going to return. So it's another of of Rock's um, another of his franchises hitting the dust. And it's like, where in today's cinematic la- landscape does Dwayne Johnson really find himself? I feel like for a long time the the gloss has been off his his product uh, of himself like there was a, a moment probably for a couple of years probably around the same time as kind of fast five six and seven came out where it seemed like him being in a movie was a an, a positive was an addition to mm. and people would go and see the movies because he's a new new movie and everyone liked Dwayne Johnson everyone liked his movies they weren't always good to be fair but now it seems like um, he's he's almost like actively uh, a negative for these movies. He's like the the, um, the not the stone of shame, but the the stone of triumph. <laughs> yeah, 
the the even bigger stone weighing down a movie franchise to the point now where he's he's obviously come crawling back to Vin Diesel to to be let back into the Fast and Furious movies. He's remaking Moana, which I think is still on Letterboxd his highest rated movie by audience yeah. score. But that movie only came out seven years ago, and they're remaking it already. I was mentioned I was chatting to Joe before we started recording about his situation. It's like the only thing he really has left that audiences have any buy into it are the Jumanji movies. Yes. Um but they they've kind of already I feel they did the first one which was unique and a clever take on it. And then they did a second one which was itself a twist on that because you know you can't just have them playing the same characters again and again. It gets very stale. Hmm. How many times can you do can you return to that well, so to speak, without it feeling like a retread? I don't know. I think maybe a third one might be it. Yeah, like will he? Will he? Since things are tough, will he then wear out what little he has left? You know, I think he will. I think he's he's absolutely going to go back to the wells, uh, which haven't exactly run dry, and try to squeeze the last drop out of every one of them. Um, and the problem is, as we've discussed, that he he's played it safe for a very long time, and you've seen others, most notably Dave Bautista, come in and really lay out a much more compelling filmography. And and by virtue of doing that, progress far further as an actor than than Dwayne ever has. I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna fool themselves and come out and say that Dwayne Johnson is any kind of good performer. <laughs> he does the one thing. He's almost funny enough because they're in Red Notice together. But he's almost similar to Ryan Reynolds to an extent in that they they just have the one performance that yeah. they do again and again, regardless of the of the film they're in. And while people aren't as tired as Ryan Reynolds, and people still quite like Ryan Reynolds, especially now he's done that Disney documentary about um, Wrexham and all that. Um, I don't know. I feel like people are getting... And may, maybe I say I say people are, and really it's just me, but I feel like people are getting a bit sick of Dwayne Johnson. I think they are. I mean, I, I, I think people are, are kind of relishing his downfall a little bit. I think I think it's a couple of things. I think... The flip side of being the most one of the most popular celebrities on the in the world is that eventually you become overexposed and people will be sick of seeing you. I think we've talked a lot about his kind of incredibly grating, phony marketing <laughs> persona that he has these days. I don't think it's just I don't think it's just wrestling fans who see through that compared to what he used to. I think most people see through it, and you know, and then he's also just been in some shite. Do you know what I mean? I mean, a lot. Netflix Netflix touted that Red Notice movie as like you know <sighs> that movie sucked. <laughs> As their biggest thing ever, and oh my god, we're like bigger than actual cinema because it's so big. And then it was just you know everyone's everyone. So people watched it, and it was you know Drek, you know. So, but also they cast in it three of the the most popular yet worst actors. Yeah, most working. irritating screen presences, you know. <laughs> um, and so yeah, Young Rock's gone, and. I mean, you're, we're really getting into what's left. I, I mean, they're gonna they announced that they're doing a, a Red Notice sequel, which definitely yeah. good in the first place. I'd say they'll probably do a Jungle Cruise if that hasn't been announced. They'll do another one because that movie, to be fair, I think that was the last good movie he did, probably. Yeah, in which he was like a lead. But you're you're already into what sequels can he make? I mean, what, what, what interesting movie has Dwayne Johnson put out lately that hasn't been a franchise movie or a sequel? I can honestly not think of one. And 
mean, of, of you know, Black Adam and, and DC League of Superheads are both DC movies, and obviously DC's then taking a, a different path, but um maybe maybe he'll come back and feud with Roman. That's that's what that's where the path ultimately ends, is he comes crawling back to uh to his old pal Triple H. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it has to be on the cards, doesn't it? I mean, it's like I think he wanted to, you know, he's always wanted more. He's I don't think he's ever been content with anything, and I think he, he, I think obviously he wanted to go back and do the wrestling comeback and break all the records and get all the headlines saying, "Oh my god, I broke all the records!" And then he made all the money with the Fast movies, but then he wanted to be better than all of it. He, wa- I think, I, I think he had his. I mean, I'm sure he'd make cameos every now and then, but I'm sure in his mind he was like, "I'm, I've." I had my great run. I had my comeback run. I am now above all this, and I did all my success in the fast movies. But now I'm, I know I'm above them too, and now he's kind of realizing he's not. You know, yeah. um, but, I mean, the uh, thing as well is that Hollywood, like wrestling, is kind of cyclical. Is like you don't typically have, maybe with the exception of Tom Cruise alone, you don't typically have somebody on top for twenty years. Yeah. Know? Um, you have your 80s stars, you have your 90s stars, 2000s, and, and so on and so forth. It's only WWE lately that has like the Miz around for 15 years. I mean, that mm. didn't really ever happen before. Um, so maybe it's just his time came and, and you know, movie trends change and what movie audiences were looking for was not anymore what he was providing. And that's just the end of the cycle. And, and you know, you move on. But yeah, I think inevitably we'll see him in a WWE ring uh, sooner than later. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, and then obviously the other major wrestling news this week was the the passing of the Iron Sheik. Yes. Former WWF champ. Hall of Famer and all that. Hall of Famer and all that. and Internet, uh, internet icon in his later days. I was going to say, mo- what, it seemed like what most people were remembering him from is his Twitter account, which, but uh, I mean, yeah, which is obviously was not him. I mean, is it works, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But even even before that, he was like on Howard Stern and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, but I, I quite liked his uh, his uh, his appearances on there. To be fair, even though he was yeah. like, <laughs> I don't want to allege what he was uh, out of his mind on, but he was. But this is, I mean, this is kind of the sad thing about um, uh, Sheik. Is that like he he is kind of one of those classic wrestling tales of. Tons of great success and a legitimate athlete and an icon, legitimate like household name, but then entire second half of his of his like career was a lot of addiction issues, very tumultuous relationships, and you know not only stern but all, all like he, well, he was one of those guys that did seven million shoot interviews, and you know the shoot interview business always felt very kind of taking advantage of a lot of old dudes, kind of down on the luck, desperate for a few bob, usually to feed various habits. So getting him on there to talk about how he'd, uh, you know, make Hulk Hogan humble, uh, uh, you know, while very amusing, it's classic wrestling thing. It's like, yeah, it's amusing, but it's also like, you know, a guy going through it. Um, but yeah, but then I feel like he kind of, the first time he did that and it kind of went viral, he he obviously then took that on in, in the form of a persona. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. And then would go on Stern doing the bit more yeah. than like, because you see some of the earlier interviews where he's like missing loads of teeth and stuff. He obviously had those redone then. Where where it is sad to see him doing the, uh, you know, the old the old the old gimmick, so to speak. But I think but he, then, he, he was definitely playing up to a lot of it because, like, the, one of the, the stern clip where 
Stern goes, uh, you know, the, the WWE, they've uh, signed this guy calling himself Iron Sheik Jr. And he's getting a, a million dollar payday. And they cut to just one of their Howard Stern show goons in a terrible looking fake beard. Going, yes, I'm the Iron Sheik. I make you humble. And Sheik sells it completely like a shoot. No, no I, I think. Break your back. And it's like, he, he knew, he knew. But he's no, like, but a worker till the end. At that stage, he, he was playing the character, I feel like. But when you see some of the early ones, like maybe yeah. five years before the Stern appearances, I feel like that was a bit sadder. That was more real vitriol. And then those clips, probably more so through Botchamania or or just the the shoot interview uh, culture at the time, they kind of hit big and he realized, okay, there's something here for me to, to do, to perform. And then he went on Stern and the like and was doing the, uh, yeah, I fuck your ass, make you humble, doing, doing the whole spiel. And yeah. that was obviously very entertaining and very funny. But um, yeah, then he kind of fell off in, in later years. I guess he probably had some kind of health issues or whatever. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. One who will not be for easily forgotten. New. No. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the one that kind of, in, in a sense, started started Hulkamania and got the ball rolling on the, the WWF's uh, peak years. Mm. So, for, you know, responsible for that. Um, yes, yeah. That Hollywood blonde jabroni, Hulk Hogan, and I, I still have Iron Sheik phrases from those from those interviews and appearances that I still show up in my in my lexicon uh, from time to time. Uh, worse than the Hollywood blonde jabroni, worse than the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> Sometimes I still wield those out. So rest in peace, Shiki Baby. Rest in peace to the great Shiki Baby. Absolutely. Yeah, how old baby. was he? I saw mixed reports on how old he was. I think he he's one of the, I think he's one of the old school wrestlers. I don't think I don't think there was a definitive age out there. No, no, no. Because uh, he'd been wrestling for quite a while before he actually lost the thing to Hogan. Um, yes, yes, for sure. Uh, anyway, uh, elsewhere in the news, I mean, we got the collision main event. We don't really need to talk about that. Let's, let's, let's get past that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not really much news, and it seems like they're piecemealing it out bit by bit. We have a, a rough idea of who's going to be on the show, yes. Which I kind of, I kind of like. I, I mean, I know people have been talking about the idea of kind of a soft roster split or a hard roster split, whatever it's going to be. But I do think, in a sense, seeing all these returning stars does give some element of intrigue, at least watching the initial episode. Yeah, like what do you do with a returning? Andrade and Miro and Rosa and so on and so forth. It's, it's it is you're not only getting CM Punk, but you're getting a lot of people you haven't seen in a long time, and so there is an element of freshness to it. Like if it was just going to be CM Punk and Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy, and yeah, Allen, yeah, you're like, well, I've seen this before. Like I'm not getting something necessarily fresh here, but it is people you go, oh, I'm interested to see what they do with X, Y, Z. Um, and yeah, as I mentioned, I'm going to be. Watching that live in London with Joe, because I'm going on my holidays next week. Beautiful, yeah, exciting. Which I'm very much looking forward to. So, as we mentioned, <laughs> there might be some form of podcast put up. There might not be. I don't know, but um, yeah, I've gone over to London for the weekend, which I'm Excellent. very much looking forward to. It's gonna be very nice. Um, and I did buy a little gimmick here, uh, which I saw in one of the shops. It's travel bottles. Complies with international flight restrictions. Ah, so you can bring your own uh, um, uh, fucking detergents and whatnot. 
Precisely. Because I've always been one of the people who's, oh, I'll, buy, I'll buy stuff when I get over there. But I'm really only going for, like, two nights. What do I need to buy, like, a toothpaste when I get over? Like, I, I, I could just bring a little bit of shit in this and they'll do me. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, we, uh, we'll do our quiz now. And then okay. I have, and then I have an email. So look mm. forward to that. Okay, so we're doing only Lord Connect again. Okay. Uh, for those who don't remember, the rules are thus: I will give you four uh, items, one after another, and there is some common thread that connects the four of them. Um, now, keep in mind, I'm, I've slightly tweaked the formula this time. Round one is you each get two categories for yourself you only get one guess the earlier you guess the more points you get yeah but if you get it wrong you you're out it gets passed over to your opponent so obviously the earlier you guess the more points you can get but you don't have as many people to to link but uh the higher the risk is that it'll get passed over to your opponent so you know we'll see as we play Uh, i'll also let you know that round one is the achievements round which means that it's not just what is the thing that links these four people. It is some kind of achievement or accomplishment. Okay. I'm letting you know that right now. So uh, we let, um, since there's four, it doesn't really matter who goes first. We let maybe Barry go first. Sure. Uh, and Barry, you can choose one, two, three, or four. Which number would you like? Four. Number four. Okay. So your first name, and if you get it on this, you get five points. Okay. And then you get three, two, and one uh, thereafter, okay? Uh, number one is Brock Lesnar. Mm. Now, you, you don't have to guess. If you just want the next name, you can. You can I'll give you the next name. Instead. I'll go next name, yeah. Next name, Kurt Angle. Uh, I'll guess. Um, He's going for the guess already. You get you. You'll get three points if you get it right. If it's wrong, it gets passed over to Joe. King of the Ring winners. King of the Ring winners is correct. Barry. Wow. Yeah. Very wow. good. The other two names are going to be Seamus and Billy Gunn. Yeah. I feel like Seamus would have thrown me off. I completely forgot that yeah. he was King of the Ring. He had the wacky little outfit. So Barry's straight off with three. Joe, your turn. You can choose uh, categories one, two, or three. One, please. One. Okay, you straight off with Triple H. Um, I'll, I'll take the next, next clue. Please. The next name, Chris Jericho. Um, I'm thinking of anything obvious. I'll have to go for the next one. Next one, Al Snow. Al Snow. Oh, I think I know this one. Triple H, Chris Jericho, Al Snow. Um, is it appearances on Tough Enough? No, remember, this is the achievements round, oh. so some sort of achievement or accomplishment. Oh, sorry, I didn't I'll, hear that. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take that back, don't worry, because sorry. Oh, it's outrageous. Okay. You should be listening to it. <laughs> I didn't know which bit we were on. Oh, yeah. sorry. We're, yeah. we're on the achievements. This, this round's the achievements round. Okay. Psh, psh, I'm cutting out, sorry. Um, okay, achievements round. Uh, Al Snow. Fucking... Triple H, Chris Jericho, Al Snow. H- H- Hardcore champion. 
It's not hardcore champion, Joe. Barry, pass it over. European yeah. champion. European champion is correct oh, for the steel. Yes, yes. yes. So Barry gets two on that one. Um, the last name would have been Shane McMahon. Mm. I think the only title he ever held in WWE, I think. Um, okay, Barry, back to you. Big, big lead at the moment. Uh, number two or number three? Three. Three. Brian Danielson. Oh God, I don't. I, <laughs> I really want to take a, a shot, but I I won't. I'll, I'll go for the next one. Kane. Achievements. Okay. No, I'll go again. Uh, the next one is Seamus. Money in the Bank winners. It is for two points. I was going to guess uh, Brian Danielson award winners in the Observer, but then you said Kane. <laughs> <laughs> the last, the last name would have been Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Uh, and Joe, last for you is uh, number two. First name is yeah. Hulk Hogan. Oh, should I risk it? Um, I think I need risk to catch it for up a biscuit. Here. And you really need to catch up, so I'm going to say uh, IWGP Heavyweight Champion. It's not, I'm afraid, uh, Barry. We're going to pass it over. You're going to have a very big lead after round one. Okay, what's, um, the, what's the next what's the next one? The, the next name is The Rock. Sorry, who's the first one again, sorry? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Oh, The Rock was IWG World Champion. would be fucking great. Um, <laughs> still time. Still time. Yeah, listen, other options are running out, it seems. <laughs> Um, Hulk Hogan, Rock. Uh, no, go again. Booker T. Uh, ooh, I'll, 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 I'll take a stab. Uh, WCW champions. Correct. WCW world champions. The fourth name would have been Vince Russo. Okay. <laughs> oh god. So after after round one, the score unbelievably is is nine nil to Barry. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, by, uh, means... What do you mean unbelievably? There. What's what's uh, what's going on with that? Hmm. Uh, it's just fairly one-sided. However, it's all to play for in round number two, our second and yeah, final round, yeah, which is the, yeah. the shouted-out round, which means you're both playing. Right, I'm going right. to give you the clues. This time, there's no, there's no achievements. Or it's just any can be anything, right? Obviously, the earlier you get it, the uh, more points you'll get. But also, if you don't get it, you're locked out uh, of that round, okay? Number one. Virgil. Okay. okay. No, no guesses yet. No. New Age Outlaws. No. 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 Mister Kennedy. Nope. No. I um oh, no go Joe's on. Joe no I'm tempted but I need another one. The last one, Mr. McMahon. Oh, uh, God. Virgil, New Age Outlaws, Mr. Kennedy. Mr. McMahon. I have no idea. Uh, the, new, the new age outlaws are throwing me off. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll take a guess. At their, 
all of their names are based on wrestling personalities or, or like bookers. Can you be more specific than that? Ooh, probably not. <laughs> uh, um, I, no, that's about as that's no, the only, <laughs> only connection I can I can figure out. Barry, you don't have it. I don't. I don't have anything at all on this one. Okay, we have a duck egg on this one. I'm afraid uh, they've all wrestled gimmicks which are specifically named after Vince McMahon. Uh, Virgil wrestled as Vincent in WCW. Yes. New Age Outlaws were the VKM uh, in in TNA. Mr. Kennedy, obviously, and then Mr. Um, McMahon, uh, most obviously. Mr. McMahon. Yes. Mac I was throwing off because Virgil was named after Dusty Rhodes. So I was like... He was. He himself in I WWF was, getting, was that. But, yeah, but he was Vincent, Vincent as well. Yeah. yeah. And Shane. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, number two. Triple H. Okay. The Acolytes. Men on a Mission. Afa. This is maybe a more only connect round than than we're used to. Yeah, the, the achievements one uh, like almost set that was easy. Up. Yeah, yeah. Triple H. They're all, all um, what you call it? Palindromes. Joe's got it. What? Very good. <laughs> Triple H. H H H. The Acolyte Protection Agency APA. Men on Wait mission. a minute. The Acolytes of the APA were two separate gimmicks. Uh, same human beings, I think you'll find. Uh, check their passports. That, no, that's bullshit. They're the same human beings. Uh, it doesn't matter that I didn't say the name that is the, the acronym. Uh, that doesn't matter. Sorry, sorry. Where were you when Virgil Vincent was going down a minute ago? But no, but that's, no. The, the answer was that the people eventually all had names, they all had gimmicks based on Vince McMahon. But those na- but this is like the names itself are what to- Oh, you fucking... You gotta work it out. You just gotta work it out, Barry. If you're not, you know, not smart enough, it's okay. Don't you worry. Son of a bitch. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Number three. Number three. We're going AJ Styles. Yeah. Okay. We're going Hernandez. Hernandez. AJ. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles, Hernandez, Mr. Anderson. Anderson. It, That's his second appearance, by the way. Yeah. Go is, on, it one, is it one guess each? Or can we keep guessing? Yeah, yeah. If you know if you get it wrong, you're locked out. Okay. AJ Styles, Hernandez, Mr. Anderson, and Neville. Oh. AJ Styles, Hernandez, Mr. Anderson, and Neville. Uh, 
Is it not having a first name? Well, AJ Styles has a first name, you could argue. Well, so, so, so he's wrong. He's wrong. You're wrong, wrong is what you're well, it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's not correct. It's, it's not great. It's I not what I want. It. It's not what I was looking for, Joe. I accept the decision. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, do you have any idea on this one? Uh, give me the names there one more time. AJ Styles. Mm. Hernandez. Mr. Anderson. And Neville. Oh, I've got it. Shit. I don't know. I, I don't. <laughs> zero. Zero. Joe, for, for I, I expected you were going to get it, to be honest. Mm. Do you want to give me give it to me, Zen? So, they're all Manchester United footballers. Nobby Styles, Anderson. Correct. Uh, what? Who was the other one? <laughs> Hernandez. Oh, so it's oh, rigged against me also. That's interesting. And Gary, <laughs> Gary and or Phil Neville. Correct. Oh, dearie me. <laughs> Shit. Styles, Hernandez, Anderson, and Neville have all played for United. Uh, and then the final round, we have Jeff Hardy. <laughs> you got John Cena. Okay. Jeff Hardy, John Cena, Mickey James. I would think one of could nearly get off that long. Uh, well, I'll give you the last one if you need it. Je- Jeff Hardy, John Cena, Mickey James. Will I give you the last one? Yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. Chris Jericho. They're screaming it at home. I think this is a good one. This is one that Barry won't be arguing about. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see. Jeff Hardy, John Cena. Hmm. It's not. It's not jumping out at me. No, it's really not. Uh, What's she done? Yeah. We don't have it? No. No. Tucking out. No. Tucking out. Any idea? No. This is this isn't helping either. They've um, all sang. They've all sang their own theme songs. Oh, of course. It's easy when you know, know it, isn't yeah. it? They've all performed their own theme songs, I suppose. Yeah. Hardcore country. Oh, I remember now. See if John if Cena times show, now. The big show in there going, we're, we're just the big show. Because <laughs> the big show, the big show, told him about well. Yeah, that would have been. <laughs> <yeah>. well. <laughs> Um, uh, that could have had some others, but they were the first four that came to mind. Really. Yeah. Okay, As having prominent theme songs that they themselves perform. And maybe we could add Mickey James above Cena now that I'm looking at it. But 
I think originally I was doing wrestlers who were also musicians, and then it just turned out that they all sang their own theme songs anyway, so I went with that. Right. Uh, Barry, we got to give you the, uh, the yeah. applause. A, a comprehensive win today. Yeah. Uh, uh, by, by a score of 9 to 1. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I mean, like, there was some controversy there. I mean, the system was kind of working against me. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I got her done at the end of the day. So, hmm. Okay. Interesting. Makes you think, doesn't it? Tainted. tainted yeah. Tainted. A lot of things, actually. Anyway. Yeah. Not really. Not really. I mean, it'd be tainted if I lost. Yeah. Slightly. Yeah. You know, yeah. if it's compromised, but I still win, I mean, that means yeah. I overcame it. So, you know. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, we will uh, we'll wrap that section up there. Okay, my email is from uh, Jamie, and funnily enough, uh, this comes off the back of my um, movie reviews from last week when I reviewed the, the Dirties and Operation Avalanche. Okay, uh, and that's that's what the subject is: Operation Avalanche. Uh, Jamie says. Uh, forgot to mention to you at the time, but Operation Avalanche was on BBC Two slash iPlayer last November. I didn't realize it aired on BBC Two. That's pretty. That's pretty a good get for them. Uh, I thought it was excellent and a great ode to late sixties filmmaking and the cultural paranoia of the time. Matt Johnson somehow still managed to inject his unmatched exuberant energy into something more serious, and it's such a joy to watch. You were spot on mentioning the. Thank you very much. Mentioning the amazing tonal shift at the end, and I think it might have one of the best naturalistic car chases I've ever seen. Apparently, Blackberry, Blackberry, excuse me, won't be in cinemas over here until August. Um, so yeah, obviously, I was lucky enough to see a, a festival screening mm. of Blackberry. One thing they're doing with Blackberry in Canada as well is they're airing it as a series with three oh. hour long episodes featuring obviously featuring content that didn't show. The film version is just a hair over two hours, I think. Um, but I thought that segued a bit into uh, this week. You've, you've obviously now dipped, dipped your toe into the Matt Johnson uh, pool, so to speak, as have I, coincidentally, totally unrelated to you having started watching Nirvana the Band. Yes. Off the back of me watching the movies, I've also started rewatching Nirvana the oh, Band. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but I think we both... And you correct me if, if I'm wrong here. I'm assuming based on your tweets. Have you started with the web series as opposed to the TV series? I've started with the web series, yes. Right, yeah. because typically when I recommend a show to people, I will say start with the TV series because mm. I feel like it's a little bit more accessible. The web series are a little bit more esoteric, a little bit more, obviously it's very, very low budget. Well, yeah, I, I love that. As, as, that's that's, that's yeah. very much my well, then you You'll get the opposite experience, obviously. Uh, when you When you hit the TV series, it's, 20 minute episodes it's much more polished much higher yeah. budget it's also like 11 years later <laughs> so they've aged considerably yeah i noticed when i was kind of reading about it and i was like wait because uh, i was watching so i started so we'll just talk about that now i suppose i, I was watching yeah. so i started watching the man of the man show i don't know i think it was i think it was you talking about the matt johnson movies last week i was like i, I finally get around to fucking doing this 
It's, yeah. not, it's fucking impossible to find anywhere is the main thing. Uh, uh, yeah. that's really I, I, ha- I have a drive I can share with you. By the way. That's okay. I got so it's, it's on uh, the, you got the it, you old got archive.org. Well, for the, for the TV series and so on. I mean. uh, and also the extras for the web series. The TV series is on there. Don't you worry. But if you've got any extras, right. I'll absolutely take it. I'll absolutely take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 there's, there's, because you know Update Day, which we all know and love, Yes, is not from one of the episodes. Okay. So don't be waiting for that to appear. Okay. That, that was a separate short they made. Um, but the uh, yeah, it's uh, it's so I started watching that based on on the conversations last week. I did eventually find it on on the Internet Archive, which is great. They have the TV show as well, uh, which I will mm-hmm. get to at some stage. Uh, I mean, it's it's it is hilarious. I mean, I know you've you've bigged it up for for, for quite a while. It had it had a reputation yeah. to live up to, but it is it is it is really up my my alley in that it's it's so simple. It's like there's really. There's such a straightforward premise. I do like the bite-sized chunks. The episodes are like you know between like ten and fifteen minutes, um, yeah. and it's 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 this weird mix of kind of just just uh, uh, like sitcom scenarios and lots of riffing, and it feels like there's a lot of of um, uh, taking the best bits of of, of 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 a couple of different genres, and it's I I have been belly laughing at an awful lot of them. I think, and I think the the interplay between between the two main characters is so perfect. I mean, it's, it's, I think, yeah. the, I think the, the, without that chemistry and that ability to feed off each other, it's, 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 I mean, it probably doesn't really work at all. Um, but it's, ah, it's great. It is so, so, so funny. Uh, I mean, the, the, uh, the one that really got me and really hooked me was the, the, the breaking into the office with the, the walkie talkie. Uh, I mean, it's so, so ridiculously good. So, so funny. Um, uh, uh, and, and likewise the, 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 um, the the blind guy experiment which is also very very similar it's it's great it is fantastic i'll yeah. probably i'll probably wrap up the web series actually after after this uh, uh broadcast so yeah no that's yeah. fantastic yeah I, i've watched the first five episodes of the web series this week um and i'll, I'll probably finish the rest of them maybe tonight or tomorrow but uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I the the thing with the TV series, they do revisit some of the ideas. It's not a remake of the web series by any means. In fact, it's almost almost completely different. But mm-hmm. they do they, there is an episode where they redo the blind thing, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's great. It's obviously a mix of scripted ideas, and then they go out into the world with those scripted ideas. And in some episodes, more, I think more so of the TV series things that will happen in the real world, they'll then retrospectively change what the idea was initially. Uh, there is one episode, which I won't, I won't mention what it is, mm-hmm. but there's one episode where they're, they're, um, they're out in public and a woman just walks up to Matt Johnson and, and tries to give him alcohol. And then the point of the episode shifts to his first experience with alcohol, the character's right. first experience. But obviously that wasn't a planned bit. That, that authentically happened. And so... You, you'll see in some of the some of the episodes just based on real people showing up that sometimes the episodes can change that's what i love about it. it's yeah like you said it's so creative and they, they they go out and do their bits and then they make an episode out of it um and yeah the more i watch matt johnson i'm not, I'm not saying his like the episodes are all 10 out of 10 or his films are, are, are amazing or anything i think they are very good but the more i watch him the more i think he's some sort of genius auteur oh yeah yeah i, I, I mean I see that even early on certainly his his style is like i mean i you know it's i think it's easy to say it's it's a bit like fly the concords it's a bit like ali g but even then i don't think it really is i think it's very much its own you know tone and its own style and 
yeah, it, it, it's very, very funny. Obviously, the only the only um, caveat I would say is that yeah, it being two thousand six, there's there's certainly some uh, terms that can be used in episodes that probably they wouldn't use today. Yeah, but um, yeah. it being of its time, you, you can be a little bit a little bit forgiving of it. Um, and yeah, so happy to ha- finally have you on board with that. Uh, I think you'll probably have a, a a a better appreciation for the TV series, seeing what they can do with a little bit of a budget. Uh, yeah, because yeah, in ter- in terms of the fair use stuff, which you've obviously now seen yeah. seen quite a bit of. I mean, they end every episode with the smells like Teen Spirit riff, which right? They did obviously not get permission for, and I, and I imagine that's why the web series are not freely available on YouTube anymore. Mm. But even with the TV series, there's a lot more of that uh, use of copyrighted um, material. I even saw one episode recently. It was um, I don't remember which uh, it was the episode where they're they're drawing the map. But was it the walkie-talkie one? I think so. Yeah, where, where Matt Johnson is playing Castlevania on a DS. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then in the credits, they have to give all the credit, all the credit for the music from the Castlevania music and everything. Game developed by Konami, and blah, blah, blah. and that, that was the episode with the Frasier end credits as well. Yes. I think. Yeah, which is great. Lots lots of funny stuff. Um. Okay, thank you for, for your email, uh, Jamie. Thank and, of course, Jamie. I'll take any opportunity to talk more and more about uh, Matt Johnson. And, of course, I have my little autographed golden eye cart, uh, which you won't see what that's about until, I think, season two of the TV show. Okay. But, um, yeah, one of my one of my little prized possessions, my signed Matt Johnson golden eye cart. Uh, and, of course, I, I will say as well, Matt Johnson, lovely guy. Yeah. Lovely guy, as well as being some kind of genius auteur. A really nice guy. Um, right, do we want to talk about the wrestling? Because I know, and, and we normally don't do it in this order, but I know for myself this was, as 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 well as having said uh, farewell to the Iron Sheik this week, I think this is also my final AEW Rampage. Yeah, most um, likely, most likely. Even, even, my caveat was, okay, they might announce a really good match for it and maybe I'll dip back in. Will I? Will I? Though? Even like, yeah. There's a lot of great matches in wrestling these days. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think with Dynamite Collision, I'll be pretty satisfied. Um, so I went into this rampage watching it, knowing this will finally be the final time we get. You know, this is rampage, dun, 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 and all that. Which I'll be sad to go because that, that that is a little earworm that's worked its way into my uh, into my brain. Um. And typical of Rampage, it went it went off the air, so to speak, with a, a fairly humdrum show where really if you had I skipped it, I wouldn't have missed anything. Yeah. Sky Blue won a uh, fatal four-way number one contenders match for the AEW World Women's Championship. Um, I think really the only thing on the show that, that was kind of worth tuning in for was the... the um, the Briscoes and Jeff Jarrett crew, little announcement of their six man. Yes, yeah. I tell you, Mark Briscoe and his delivery gets me every time. Simmer down, simmer down over there, you Jeff Jarrett. What what a performer. And Papa Briscoe is gonna be uh, making his AEW debut, I suppose. That's gonna be a lot of fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, otherwise you had um Powerhouse Hobbs squash acclaimed at Billy Gunn in a completely worthless out with the SAP. The SAP, yeah, my God. And uh, and Bandito and the Lucha Brothers defeating uh, the firm. I, d- I did pop for um, 
Jeff Hardy saying you're not you're not wearing your uh, your your gifts. Like yeah, that was yeah, silly, but little... it was amusing. You know, that was, that was cute. I thought that was funny, and also because he had black wristbands on, so you couldn't see it the whole match. It was a nice little reveal. But um, otherwise, that Hardy Boys and Ethan Page thing is uh, is dead for me. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, that exists exclusively on Rampage. On Rampage, forward. I would so hope I so. Uh, so Dynamite was the uh, the lead show of the week, and uh, we opened with Orange Cassidy and Swerve in a, a cracking contest, albeit one that didn't quite have the result I was hoping for. I thought that Swerve was nearly the perfect uh, successor for Orange Cassidy, and, and kind of you know after getting through a battle royal which he won, I thought this would timing wise and being the first show after pay per view might have been a good spot for Orange to to finally give it up. Wasn't to be. Yeah, I, I I felt the same way. I I felt like the time was right, but uh, you know, I can't I can't fault this Cassidy reign. It has been great. No, but yeah, good good match. A uh, very good match, and I mean, it was typical of the ending of that battle royal that we saw uh, at the pay per view. These were the last two guys, and obviously their chemistry is is off the charts. So hopefully, not the uh, the last um, match between them, and actually the. Uh, the finish kind of played into that because Cassidy got the uh, the win with a handful of tights. Hmm. So it wasn't like he um, comprehensively beat Swerve. You 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 have a wiggle room there to do another one. Um, we have Blackpool Combat Club and Chaos with Danielson on commentary. A lot of talk about Danielson and Okada hmm. on uh, on commentary. Um, <laughs> I love the return of Chaos willy nilly as we go into Forbidden yeah, Door. Yeah, whenever like, whenever. whenever- yeah, you see some Okada boys to take a loss, you know. <laughs> but it was like, God, when when was it? Must have been Forbidden Door last year when we had best friends are in chaos now, and then the whole year passes by with no reference of it. They never show up in New Japan to work a, a chaos match, and then it's just uh, oh, they're back. Remember that whole thing, that whole deal. Um, I like what they're doing with Wheeler Yuta. I gotta say. Especially the post-match yes. beatdown. More, more and more of that with Yuta. Turn him into a little killer. I think he's kind of one of the one of the few success stories of uh, of recent years. Because obviously, AW have has had its Darby and its Britt Baker and MJF like success stories, but lately they haven't. No, and it feels like Wheeler Yuta is kind of the closest to that. I know he's not quite to the level of the people I mentioned, but he feels like a guy they took from nowhere and have kind of made something of. So hopefully he keeps his, his progression going. Uh, then we had the worst named team in the history of wrestling, the hung books backstage. Oh God. Yeah. Um, where they, uh, they challenged uh, BCC for a match uh, on dynamite, which should be very good. Yes. Uh, MJF and Adam Cole in a very long segment. Um, which I enjoyed, to be fair. Yeah, um, it didn't do much. No, you know, it, uh, just just more of the overly meta, cutesy stuff from Cole or from MJF. Rather, oh, you were going to be Keith Lee's manager, bloody! Oh God, give me a break! I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I see where you're coming from. I I got a kick out of it. God, I, I like I like, okay, but you know, I, was I like Cole's comeback with MJF not passing a piss test. That's Which was yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. This is I, I'm I'm assuming Cole wins next week, but I I'd have no interest in, in this in this going. But obviously, there this is the direction. So you know, I mean, I think it's a good opportunity for Cole to kind of reset after the Jericho match, and to an extent, since yeah. he's come back, I think Cole and MJF will will have a very good match at least. I think I think Adam Cole more 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 than MJF needs. 
a really good main event match to kind of kickstart his career again. Because mm. I know when he came in initially, we were all... I don't say we were high on Adam Cole, but we know from NXT he's capable of having a, having a banger. Um, albeit his finisher is still what it is. Yeah. Um, I think he'll benefit from from a good a good main event with MJF. I think that 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 would be good for him. And I thought the segment was was good fun. Although, like, fuck, some of the stuff like like this line just I think is it, in today's landscape. I just think it's too lame. You know, MJF, you are world class. You're a world class douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, is that a, is that a tumbleweed that just went by? What what a zinger. Um, yeah, it's a, it's kind of the thing with wrestling where whenever someone says, because I was watching I was watching an old Kurt Angle video today, and so whenever someone says, you know, I'm gonna kick your teeth down your throat. It's like, why did you just say you're going to kick their ass? Yeah. Like, it, it always sounds like a censored, less cool version. You're, you're a world-class... Like, if he just said you're a world-class asshole, that might have had a little eh, 5% more more uh, coolness to it than, I don't know, world-class douchebag. Although. A douchebag isn't a good insult. No. Um, but, also, but also to do that you are world-class, you're a world-class douchebag is, is kind of... Is, is not super clever. Um... And also doing the whole, and I know I, I'm now criticizing the segment, which I just said I liked, but doing doing the whole, you know, no one in the back respects you. Oh, like, this is, like yeah, he's what I mean. This he's is, a heel asshole dickhead. Like, obviously. But this is the stuff I'm... This is the point of his character. This is the stuff I'm sick of. It's who likes you backstage, who's who yeah, earned yeah. a push, who's, who was going to get you you know... You didn't go to WWE because Vincent Mann wasn't going to push you. Wrestling is fake, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Like I'm just so over it, and it's like it's it's in a weird way. It's kind of becoming MJF's bread and butter that he's like this this uh, this type of guy, and I'm just yeah, I'm not into it. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, we had um, Jack Perry and Hook, Jungle Hook. They're back. Uh, they're back, and they beat uh, LFI in a in a match in which Preston Vance bred, bled like prime Eddie Guerrero against yes. JBL. It was a fun uh, he match. Made, he made Moxley look like a fucking pussy, so I did. It was very good, very fun, very very fun. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad they they went back to the jungle hook thing. I feel like that was so, there was a lot of potential left on the table for a nice young heartthrobs throbs team, and I think I think this match mm. this match really proved. And that. I, I I think I think they're also two compelling characters that when you do the turn down the line, I think I said this last week. It's like Hook is so beloved. That it'll really get Jungle Boy over as a heel to turn on Hook of all people. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that'll work. So yeah, let's have a little a little sexy hunk team for a while, um, and then and then we do the turn and, and we're off to the races. You know, yeah, I, I think that's pretty nailed on to work. To be fair. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we had a Kanosuke to catch the match. Uh, Beat a jabroni, no. Beat a jabroni, but still, still they're getting getting the heat coming yes. out to the the having the video play as he's beating up some goon, um, which I'm loving, loving Takeshita and Callus. It's great. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, I, I I agree with the criticism that there was probably a lot they could still do with Takeshita as a face. I think that is fair, but I think that the, the reality is, I mean, you look at his win loss; he wasn't going anywhere as a face. I I, I don't think they yeah. were gonna. I really think they they were gonna push him. I I, I think. If this is what gets them behind him, then great because he, he has he 
has a lot to offer. Yeah, it's funny because with Forbidden Door, it's like I would rather watch him than most of the top New Japan guys. Yeah, and I'm yeah. saying I'm I'm talking about your Sonata, your um, your oh, I don't think Evil is necessarily a top guy there anymore. Thank Christ. Um, but your Goto, your you know, okay, you have your Okada and so on top, but even Tanahashi by modern standards. Ah, uh, by today's standards, yeah. Yeah. I think to catch the to, were he in New Japan, he'd be one of the top guys. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if they ever made a play for him. I guess I assume not, because I guess he was in DDT all the way up until he signed with AEW. So I guess he was never he exactly was, he was never in in I suppose in in the conversation. AEW locked that up as quickly as they could. It would seem. So I wonder politically what they can do with him at Forbidden Door. I'd really like to see him in with a. Ishii or someone. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess he's one of their guys. He can be there as an AEW guy. He doesn't. He's not. I, I mean, uh, you know, I think the Japanese landscape. I wouldn't. Obviously, neither of us would be a massive expert. But I think if you once you're once you leave a certain company, I think you're okay. Although, and I, I, I haven't read about it. I just saw a lot. I assume that's what all the AAA departures are about this week. Bandito and Roosh. Uh, throwing their hands up and saying we're not we're not working with AAA anymore. I assume it's because at the end of the day their bread is buttered at AEW and they don't want to have to miss Forbidden Door every single year for stupid political reasons. Yeah, well, you, you yeah you have guys who are AEW first and foremost who work AAA once a year as kind of independent superstars and then can do other stuff. Yeah, um, so that might be you might see more of that from the AAA guys. Um. <laughs> Christian Cage and New Stars beat up Brock Anderson. Yeah. And most of the crowd couldn't remember who he was. Yeah. Only for the fact he looks a lot like his dad. Yeah. Um, he had the smallest little bit of blood on him. Yeah, a little bit of Aaron's jam got in his head at breakfast, you know. <laughs> um, Statlander defeated Anna JAS to retain the title. Sorry, one of the better um, Anna J matches I would say in 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 a while. I I would agree. Good to see Stalander back having having bangers. Um, but then Tyra Valkyrie was backstage all angry about it. Which yeah, I so like I guess I guess is she gonna go heal? I guess she's like bitter that that. Stalander but she lost. She lost. Yeah, you lost. Experience. You lost. Like what? Like you know. I I guess she is gonna go heal because I I they they can't possibly expect her to be a babyface in this program. Um, so I guess we'll no. see. Maybe she'll beat the shit out of Statlander, which which should be fine. You know, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, they're go- they're going to need they. The, the, I mean, we're still in this weird position where it's technically like two divisions. Do you know what I mean? But I guess now with Jade gone, they need another heel because it's pretty much just Statlander beating up the the lower the lower tier um, people, right? Um. And we don't have Jade around for a minute. It seems like for a so while. It looks like it looks like it'll be a cooler off after after the loss. a year of being scrubs and 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 have her come back. And uh, then Jay White, Ricky Starks in the main event with um, probably the weakest finish since Adam Cole beat Chris Jericho literally four a week years ago. ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which this 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 heated rivalry. The finish was the guns ran out and interfered. Yeah, so the guns are in Bullet Club Gold, which is you know. <laughs> I mean, the guns are just hopping from faction to faction lately. I can't keep track of it. Are they in the firm still? Are they in? Yeah. <sighs> I, I actually don't mind that, that them in there, but I mean, just one of those things where it's like you're doing a, a, a no, no interference match and someone runs in. I know I know it's like they they weren't the ones banned from ringside. So like, eh. You know, it's... it's, it's, well, it's if, if the gimmick is that that they're in Bullet Club Gold, you have to do the t-shirt 
deal. Yeah. Which they didn't do. They made clear enough that that's what was happening. And it's just, it's just, I feel like at the end of the day, Jay White's the guy you're supposedly pushing. And I know they probably just didn't want to beat Starks outright, but like, just but pick a guy. This is the thing we've been saying about AEW. Get back to this is what the company used to do. I know, you, I know you like Ricky Starks, but at the end of the day, Jay White's the guy you're pushing, and he's the guy it seems like is going to be the first punk feud, so he should just beat Ricky. He should just fucking beat him. and Because it, yeah. it's not like fucking Ricky Starks is a, is a red-hot booking uh, asset at the moment. They really have not done right by him, I don't think. So that, that's, that's the AEW story lately, is someone gets super hot, they wrestle MJF at Winter's Coming, and then what are we doing now? Uh, Jay White. Yeah. Anyway, that was your uh, your dynamite. That was dynamite. Yeah. Um, Tell us about uh, a movie that I have not seen yet, but I'm going to see next weekend. Into the Spider Verse. Dose. Yes. Yes. So I saw Across the Spider Verse. I believe these were these movies were originally going to be called um, similar to the whole Infinity War thing. They were originally called Across the Spider Verse One and Two. And then they changed it to Infinity War and what's the second one called? Endgame. And the, the next one is going to be called Beyond the Spider-Verse. Right. I, I guess because they didn't want to acknowledge ahead of time when people bought the ticket that it was a two-parter. Um, but spoilers, it is a two-parter. Um, <laughs> and if I could just jump straight to like the most notable criticism about this film. this It straight up is Dune from last year where it's like it, it pretty much just ends at some point. And you're like, oh. Right. Okay, great. Um, this that kind of ties up one of the main criticisms, which is that the pacing of it is very odd. It feels like a two and a half hour first act of a film. Not even not even a first half. It feels like the first act of a film, um, uh, which was pretty disappointing. I mean, to go stick with the Avengers comparison, you know. When Infinity War ended, you you got an ending. You know what I mean. You were still intrigued for what was going to come next because there was so much to 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 follow up on. But there was a that movie ended and Thanos won, and you were like, okay, with the you know we're not leaving that up in the air. This, without getting into spoilers, doesn't have that satisfactory thing to it. It literally, like I said, it literally right. kind of has that doing thing where it's like, and now we get to the real stuff and they literally put to be continued on the screen, which is, you know, almost, almost more annoying than just not saying anything at all. But, um, yeah, that, that's a bummer. And it's just the, the Oscar Isaacs character, the Spider-Man 2099, who's a central figure in this. Like, I feel like I didn't get a lot from that character. Not that it was bad or anything, but again, I felt like I got about one act of a movie's worth of substance on that character. And and he's interesting and there's stuff there and then you just don't really get it. Um and I suppose before I talk about what I like, the other thing I will say is and again, I'm I'm confident that the second the third, I guess the third film it will be will tie all this together. I'm really looking forward to the next one. I'm sure they're gonna work very well together in Symphony. But the other problem I kinda had is at least for this film, it felt like the Miles character arc slash the general theme of the film was broadly the same as the first one which is a bunch of people who are spider-man and then him going what i'm how can i I, can i be spider-man i i i I can be spider-man that that was great the first time but you didn't have your your to stick with spider-man examples you didn't have your 
Raimi 1 to Raimi 2 comparison where then, okay, he figures out how to be Spider-Man. And then the second one, he's like, he struggles with the life balance and he, do, he can't be Peter Parker anymore. And then he gives up being Spider-Man. But then he right. says, no, I'm going to try and do it all. There's not that different next conflict for the Miles character I didn't find in in this film. It felt a little bit like, it's like, here's a superhero sequel where we're going to do broadly the same stuff again, but we've got a new we've got a new threat that you have to deal with. Um, and I, I, I was, I felt very weird coming out of this film because I felt like it was like the best film I'd seen that I had a lot of pretty significant grievances about like the, the most right. kind of like strained four star film I've ever seen. Um, you know, mainly for the, the things I've outlined there. Um, uh, you know, it feels like, again, speaking to, to, to the Miles art, it just feels like the film's story in general is very um, iterative, or if you want to be meaner, derivative of the first <laughs> film. Um, yeah. It's a lot of, can can he hang with the other spider people? And, oh my God, can you believe this? We, we're still doing that. And you kind of see it in the trailers. They go to a big Spider-Man uh, Rick and Morty scene uh, where there's 10 million. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's cool. It's like, okay, yeah, but... And there's lots of great references. It's very funny. There's lots of funny stuff in there. Lots of great little uh, nods and winks. And it, that's all very well done. But it's also kind of like, uh, okay, I've seen it now. You did it three years ago. Every yeah. every other film is now doing it. Every other film is now going, can you believe it? There's another Batman. Oh, my God. Is that another Ghostbuster over there? Oh, my God. Like, you know, we're, the, the, the seal is firmly off on that stuff, you know, and uh, um so that's that uh, that's kind of the, the the criticism of now obviously being being iterative on a really good film isn't the worst thing in the world which is why i you know like i said this is a this is i still thought this was an excellent like four star movie but i had very high hopes for it i love that first film and also this is currently the highest rated film of all time on letterboxd this is a this has a 4.7 rating it's like higher than the godfather and parasite and stuff like i do think it i do think it is it's despite being great it's like the most comically overrated film maybe ever i i because it's, it's like i said it, I, thematically it doesn't even feel like half a film it does feel like a first act um uh to, to get to what i liked about it first of all i like all those characters from the first film and and even though they have not advanced as much as i would they're great to be back around with it feels a lot like Gwen Stacy's film, which is good. So if you like that character in the first film, yeah. which I did, you're getting a lot more of her, and it's actually really good. And she, conversely to, to Miles, is in a... Her character's doing different stuff relative to what the previous film was, so she's not uh, she's not just doing the same stuff. She's getting a lot more substance. And also, one thing I was hoping for from the first film is, like, you only get a teeny little glimpse of her, like, dimension in the first film, that, like, beautiful, like, pink and blue watercolor... Right bleeding effect kind of world and there's the whole like first half hour is is focused on her and it looks incredible and that's the whole film the whole film looks fucking incredible again it looks it it, it's it is like a jaw-dropping film to look at and uh, they do plenty they do plenty of of spider-man dimension hopping and everything has a unique look and it all looks great in its own weird way and despite being so tonally different they mesh things together really well it looks fantastic. I would go so far as to say the soundtrack may be better than the first one, which is really saying something because the music was so much of that film's uh, uh, identity. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's really, really, really good. That's why I, I felt kind of weird coming out of it. And I want to see it again and, 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 and see, like, what do I make of it on a repeat viewing? Because it's got all the, all the hallmarks from that first film. 
great characters, great voice acting, super style, uh, um, you know, um, some interesting twists and, and, and lots of jokes that actually land and are funny. Um, but it's weird. I'm not, I'm not into the two part thing. I'm really not. And I know it's, it's back now in Hollywood. It's back. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if they feel like the well was running dry on the, on the new wave universe concept so let's let's dial it back to a couple of years ago when the two-parter was big hunger games and harry potter you know like mission impossible is a two-parter this summer um there's a new hunger games which i believe is also a two-parter fast x uh, fast x is a two-parter so that that's back in a big way which like i said in a in a in in an infinity war style ending i can take it it the film has to function on its own that's my thing you know and I think I think this and the next one will be a great double feature on, on Lazy Weekend when you get the box set, you know, in 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 twenty twenty five. But I can't, Im- with the exception of now when it's the, when it's the it's the most recent one. I can't imagine firing this one up and watching it on its own. That's what I would say about this one. Right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it it was very good. It was very good uh, despite that. So yeah, I'm I'm fascinated to see what you think of it because I've I've it's obviously being praised and a couple I, before I saw it, I'd seen a few of my friends saw it and outright said they didn't like it which i which i wouldn't go that far wow. I, I think it's okay. I, I i think it has too many cool things in it to for me to not like it um but i'd be i'm curious to see what you make of it i am very curious to see what you make of it so i guess next next well depending on what, what show we do next week or maybe the week after we will uh we will uh we will touch yeah i have the first one on blu-ray here ready to fire up in advance of seeing the yeah new one because i i don't remember it well enough i do want to revisit it um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I do have high hopes as well because I love that first one. I, I gave the, the the full five on Letterboxd. So oh, same, see. yeah. And I've I've rewatched that first one a million times. I mean, it's a real easy watch. I have never rewatched it. I think you. I think you'll be delighted because it holds up so so well. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's Spider Verse. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you've not seen any movies this week. No, I I've been watching new TV shows instead. All right, Evil. What what do you tell us about your TV shows? Because Succession's over. Mm. I think, although with Paramount Plus, it's very hard to know sometimes. I think the new season of Beavis and Butthead is over. Um, and so I needed to make some room in my 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 TV show uh, rotation, or or there was room, so I need to slot in some new some new shows. So obviously we talked about Nirvana the band already. I mean that's going to be a, a real easy easy one for me. I think what I'm going to do as as much as a, a big fan I am, I have the web series um, commentaries as well. So I'll probably watch them too. Oh, excellent. Um, I don't think the TV series have commentaries though, but I have a load of extras, load of load of extras to watch from them as well. But I guess we talked about Nirvana the band already. We won't, we won't talk about that too much more. Um. Start watching Mad Men. Okay, Mad Men is my new fucking prestige drama to yes. take over from Succession. Uh, never watched it before. It's very different, um, which is good. It's uh, it's a little bit slower. It's a little bit more um, character driven. A little bit more thoughtful. I've only watched the first two episodes. I think it's seven seasons of thirteen episodes each, roughly. Episodes are like forty seven minutes so it's a little bit quicker to get through than succession um and you don't have every episode fucking twists and yeah, turns and yeah. uh, this and oh my god 
It's just like this episode is like this episode's about Don Draper's psyche and background. <laughs> it's yeah. like okay, let's let's. So at some points it'll be more of a mood piece, and it's it's telling a more straightforward story, but it's the way the characters are interacting and and the way Don Draper might answer a question that you know, that was a weird answer. Why why did he answer in that way? And that's kind of how it tells a story and how you kind of read into the characters, how they interact. But I mean, Mad Men's got a such fantastic cast. I didn't realize how many people from it I, I, I recognized. And I mean, Elizabeth um, Moss really great in the first two episodes. I think she might be one of my characters. I'm, I'm going to be leaning towards and pulling for as we, as we move forward. I mean, John Hamm obviously is, is great in it as well, but uh, yeah, two eps in, I know it's very early and, and definitely the pilot was one of those pilots. That's not like blowing you away no. right away, yeah. but you can tell there's some, some uh, substance there to, to keep watching. It's not it's not it's not a series where the, the pilot is a ten out of ten. The pilot's relatively simple. It's just setting out its stall. And if you buy in, then you're gonna go on the trip with it. But so far it's you know, thumbs up. Um I wanna maybe get a couple more episodes done this week. They're only being thirteen episodes per season and they only being forty five minutes long means I I'm sure it's not gonna take me too long to get through. And of course it being broken up by season, I can I can definitely watch a season or two and then take a break and come back to it, which yeah. I'm with as well. Um, I'm not very good at binge watching series. I need to let them digest. And yeah, think about them. And I feel like I used to be. I'm not anymore, really. No, I like to watch an episode and then sleep on it. <laughs> Whereas something like Nirvana the Band, like I, I, I'm basically watching the web series like a movie. I could just sit down and let it play through, and it'll be like a two hour movie basically. Uh, and I've also started watching Attack on Titans uh, last season part two. Speaking of part two, yeah, part twos. Uh, so I got that on Blu-ray finally, because um, I'm one of the people who won't pay money to fucking Crunchyroll or whatever. Just I'll get the Blu-ray when it comes out a year after it's aired. Yeah. So I'm watching that currently. That's only got 12 episodes, and they're 20 minutes. So I'll be get through that even quicker. Um, get this right. So the final, the the, the previous um, season was was um, marketed as the final season. And I was like, Jesus, they've got a lot of story left to get through if this is going to be the final season. they got like 50 episodes or it's going to be a very long season. So what actually happened was the season just ended without resolving the story and it came out that they were doing the final season part two, mm. right? Final season part two also doesn't end the story. They then do the final season. I forget what it's called. It's like the final season, the final chapter. And they're going. it's, it's two one-hour specials they're ending on. So I think all in all, the final season, part one and part two, is like 30 episodes long or something, <laughs> where normally a season would have been like in, in the range of 20. Um, but it's very, very good. And uh, a few episodes into that, I've obviously read the manga because I'm uh, a proper uh, Japanophile. A real fan. I love my manga and I love my anime, because that's how we say it. Um, I think I've watched four for anime in my life. I don't particularly like the like the medium. But um it's really good. Attack of Titan is definitely uh, very accessible for people who don't like the anime style. That's certainly me. But I do like a good story, regardless of the way it's told. And Attack of Titan definitely and Full Metal Alchemist are definitely that. Um so yeah, so I'm watching this and then I'll finally get to watch the uh the final, final, final chapters. Probably sometime in 2025. Okay, <laughs> when they come out on Blu-ray, because the 
the first hour-long special has aired already. The second one hasn't even aired yet, so I don't know when that's... And I assume they're going to put them out on one Blu-ray set, so it'll be far off in the distance. Mm. Uh, and as I said, I think Beavis and Butthead, uh, according to Wikipedia, might have been their final episode this week, another very funny one. And hopefully they do more, because I think originally they were... They announced the deal for the two seasons, this one and, and the previous one. They're, they've both aired now. So I'm hoping... They can uh, convince Mike Judge to do more. Love a bit of Beavis and Butthead. Very, very funny. Um, still haven't got around to Dark Side of the Ring. Still, still haven't finished AW All Access. I do have those on a little USB stick in the TV. Probably. But uh, it's just finding the time to be in the mood for it. Especially when you've got Mad Men and Nirvana the Band and Attack on Titan and Beavis and Butthead in the, in the, in the cartridge. It's like, well, am I really going to sit down and watch Dark Side of the Ring instead? I'm sure I'll find time for it at some stage, but just not yet. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen the new Dark Side of the Ring. I also, um, yeah, I, I'm not watching the rest of All, All Access. That show is... <laughs> you're probably right. Drek. Absolute fucking Drek. Oh, my God. If you're not going to show me CM Punk slapping people backstage, I don't care. Um, yeah. Um, we will jump onto the games. I don't really have a Zelda update. It's the exact same as last week, which I still haven't done the fucking water dungeon. I got to, but like I keep fucking around and doing something else. I'm gonna make it my goal this week. I'm gonna just just do it because I, I have to get one done. I'm approaching like the sixty hour mark, and I'll happily tip away at this game for the rest of the year. But I do want to finish. I do want to quote unquote finish it at some stage. So I'm like, let's make let's make some story progress. Uh, so that's my homework for the week. But I, I don't really have too much to say about Zelda this week. Yeah, I'm I'm approaching the 85 hour mark, oh, so I, I, I've started to pull away pull away from you a little bit. Oh yeah, I finished the four phenomena. Okay, and I'm now just I feel like my time is actually starting to not not finish with it, but I feel like I'm starting to I'm in the last 25 percent. Okay, I'll probably play it about 110 115 hours, which is a hell of a value for money. I did see someone on Reddit by the way uh, on the Zelda subreddit guys help me i'm 110 hours in i feel like i'm starting to get bored what do i do play a different game yeah <laughs> you've got your money's earth you, you you played a game for 110 hours and now you're starting to feel bored with it yeah all right do, do something else <laughs> you've you played the game enough um but yeah i'm 85 hours in i've done the four quote unquote what, what are they called the, the the natural phenomena in hyrule or whatever I've got about 95 shrines. So I, th- I, I still have to do some shrine hunting. That's what, what I'll probably do for the next 10 hours is try and clear out the map. Go, go to areas where I've just not found anything. Or maybe the way to do it is explore the depths and then search above for the light route. I've done I've done a little bit of that to just populate my map. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I think... I don't know what the exact numbers are, but some, there's something like 120 shrines on the surface and 30 in the sky or something i i, I don't know because again i've i'm completely kind of uh, was avoiding spoilers for the longest time i didn't know there was a um duplication glitch in the game until they patched it out yeah i used i really didn't go wanna, figure i didn't want to go mental on it because i was like I, I don't literally want to break the the economy that would defeat the purpose i, I gave yeah. myself a lot of bombs basically because that's the type of thing where i'm like all right this is super useful, useful and i can't be arsed going farming it 
And actually, no, I, I tell a lie. Actually, I did farm with a little bit of zone eight because I was like, listen, <laughs> I like, that was a good I idea. Be, I can't be fucking arsed. I so I I think I gave myself like three. So basically, one. I've still only I still only have two. You two that's hours. mental. How are you? The, I, I guess it's really not obligatory for the actual fucking story to to yeah. to, to do anything with the battery, is it? I guess. No, but I, 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 I do want to. The only, the only problem, as I think we said before, is that you can only get so many crystallized shards, whatever the fuck they're called, like a day. Right. It's, 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 that's a pain in the ass. That is, yeah. That's um, that's the annoying thing. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I think I'm gonna do some some exploring for next while because because once you finish the four, it does basically you know go to this place and tell the person you've done it all. I'm like, well, that person can wait. Yeah. While I do some other stuff and frankly with with rupees i i've been doing loads of side quests as well i find that you know very early in the game you feel like you never have enough rupees now i'm at the point where i always have too many rupees yeah and i, I never spend them in anything because the game gives you enough resources that i feel like i never have to buy food you know you go to a shop and they're like we sell carrots here and hylian rice i'm like i always have loads and loads of food to make i never i never spend money on food the only thing i buy is uh, like armor and i never reach a place that i don't have enough money for the armor by virtue of not spending on anything else so if you if you need money definitely do a few side quests there's really one really good side quest in hatno village that i had a lot of fun with as well um but yeah i need to start um so i do have a few milestones that i want to complete before i finish the story because once I finish the story, I feel like then I'll then I'll be done with the game more or less. So I want to get all the shrines. You know, obviously, I, I basically want to do the same as I did with Breath of the Wild. Get all the shrines. I want to find all the dark, the light roots in the depths. So basically, finish the depths as well. I want to get all the side quests done, all the quests done in the game. Finish the compendium, which I've been chipping away at. I have about two hundred and fifty photos in the compendium oh, wow. already just take photos of everything every time i beat an enemy is there anything here i haven't photographed yet and obviously you can buy photos for a compendium as well okay so yeah. You, yeah yeah there's there's a place where you can buy photos but they're relatively expensive so you don't want to you're not going to go in and buy 900 photos it would cost you 90 grand um uh and what else I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to find all the corks let's be real nah, 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 it may be at least to max out the uh the uh, item capability because you don't need to get all the Koroks to max that out. I think you only need 400 of them or something. I've nearly got 100 already just by virtue of playing the game. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, once I do all those things, all the quests, all the shrines, all the uh, light routes, uh, I want to get all, as much of the armor as I can. I've, I've already found some cool fan service uh, outfits in the game. So in the sky, there are uh, treasure chests you can find just exploring like there's no quest link to them and you find an old map and it puts an X on your map in yes. the depths I don't know if you found something I found those I found two I haven't gotten any of the things yet yeah. so so the thing I, I, I've got four, three of them and they're like things from the other Zelda games you go oh my god what a reference I love it so I've got two armor not sets but one one armor piece, item yeah yeah one from Ocarina of Time and one from Wind Waker and then a weapon from Wind Waker as well. So that's cool if you play those games. You get the references. That's nice. Um, so I want to do as much of that as possible. I, like the, the hardest thing is is uh, upgrading all your armor, which I'm trying to do as well. I have an Excel spreadsheet 
of all, the, <laughs> of all the items I need to collect. So it's like I need to collect 80-something ambers for, for upgrading my armors and so on. Um, but I want to upgrade as much. I want to have at least the one set maxed out, you know, and as much as possible max out the other ones. But, I mean, it'll be, you, you really would get to the stage where you're just grinding for fucking bacoblin horns to try and upgrade armors or, or boss bacoblins, whatever they're called. But yeah, I, I feel like my time is is coming to an end. Obviously, I'm still maybe 30 hours away, but the, the feeling of newness and, oh my God, the, this whole world to explore, I, now that I've kind of been everywhere um, and got most of the shrines, most of the stuff, that feeling is starting to wane. So it's more now, I'm more now into the checklist of what do I have left to finish? And I'll do as much as I can myself, uh, but obviously towards the end, there'll, there'll probably need to be some some uh, guide use. And I do have my hardcover Tears of the Kingdom guide mm. uh, already ordered on Amazon. So I'll probably use that to just fill in some of the blanks. Once I really reach the point of like, okay, there's five more shrines. I don't know where they are. I've been everywhere. I can't find them. I'll go to the guide and do a comparison. But uh, yeah, I, I think w- one way to, to kind of stretch the game out a little bit as well is to um, just don't fast travel. Just say to yourself, okay, I'm going to play today. I'm not going to fast travel at all. And so you're forcing yourself to walk from point A to point B. And what do you find along the way? Oh, there's a shrine that I didn't know was there. Or a cave I didn't know was there. And you find a little fucking armor in there or something. Because I found, like, my brother's finished the game. He played 115 hours and he's done with it now. And the amount of stuff I found that he didn't know was in the game, like, just yeah. by virtue of exploring, like, especially caves. I feel like if you find a cave, go in and see what's in there. Always go in. I, yeah, yeah. Always go in. I've got the full, like, um, climbing gear. Like that speeds up your climbing and also um, gives you more resistance to rain in climbing. He never got. He didn't know they're in the game. And I was like, "Well, I just went in a cave. I don't know where it was. There was a cave, and I went in. And at the bottom, there was a little tent with a with a chest in the middle of it, and it was climbing shirt or whatever. But you you only find that stuff if you explore because there's no um, quest associated to it. No, yeah. And he said he thought that, that that was stupid. Like, why something so important wouldn't have a quest associated to it? It should do. Because most of the quests, you get fucking 50 rupees for doing yeah. it. I said, like, yeah, but that, that's the incentive for you to explore as well as do quests. Yeah. It's that's, find, that's finding the, the balance between the hand-holding and the letting you do it yourself, you know. Precisely. But then, frankly, he, he always wanted to, uh, the mission stories on a hitman. He never wanted to fucking do it himself. Yeah. Missing half the fun. Uh, so yeah, that's where I, that's where I am with Tears of the Kingdom. Um, still loving it, but coming coming to the end slowly but surely. Um, what have you been playing apart from Zelda? Well, the, the only other thing I, I actually didn't touch any any Alan Wake this week. I played the Lies of P demo. That's the like fake Bloodborne thing. That's like a Pinocchio yeah. dark fantasy thing. Yeah, I, I didn't like the look of that at all, frankly. Yeah, how is it? I, I think I, I mean I think the main thing you'd absolutely have to have a taste for for your your soulsies. Um. Uh. If you uh, because that because they they are so unapologetically doing that. Uh. I played the demo on Steam Deck, but the actual video game will be on Yawn Game Pass, so I shan't actually be playing mm-hmm. the actual thing on the Steam Deck. It was all right. It was it, it was all right. I, I I think I like the vibe better than the gameplay. I I, I think the a, a game like that. I suppose I only played it for about like twenty minutes, half hour. You can't really get to grips with the with the timing of all the attacks and everything, but. Didn't really vibe with me, but it was okay. It was okay. I'll I'll, I'll give that a look. That's out in like uh, September, I think. So, and again, that's a game. Right. That's a Game Pass job. So, so that'll be fine. Uh, other than that, I mean, I've been watching a lot of the the Summer Games Fest stuff. 
Me too. Um, watch a lot of watch a lot of directs. I don't like the way other companies are co-opting the direct term now. Yeah, That's Nintendo's thing, surely. Now everything is a direct. Yeah, I, I guess I guess they probably couldn't copyright that term, but uh, it is. Yeah. It is it's it's like the D pad all over again. Yeah, it's it's odd. I, I yeah, <laughs> but I I um I've watched everything so far, and I just saw that they announced Citizen Sleeper two off air, which is weird. That game was that first one was lovely. Right, well, I, I watched this the two hour summer game fest and i watched the xbox and bethesda or xbox and starfield Starfield one today um i thought the the keely one was started off really well and then i feel like in the second hour it was it looked like a look of shite mobile games that would sponsor youtube content i mean that's very dismissive of i'm sure games are being hard worked on by many days but it was a lot of fantasy rpgs where people were joining teams and raiding and i was like oh man these all look the same uh but other than that i thought that show was was, was pretty decent and i actually thought all the little thought all the little onstage interviews were like okay and personable and a little bit more natural right. than these things typically are the xbox one every time a human spoke i was like oh, oh the, 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 the woman at the beginning uh, yeah we love you all so much because the gamers you define our innovative experiences brought to you the players i was like oh my god this is so and, and even spencer <laughs> at the end who's usually better at, at those kind of things very very robotic very corporate very just ugh. no it didn't didn't not not good vibes on that xbox one but i felt like you know even like nick cage who's obviously there doing you, you'd assume doing the old phoned in celebrity appearance but he was all about it he he was personable and i i, I enjoyed i enjoyed uh all the yeah, little, all the things sure. at the game fest i thought mortal kombat looked fantastic um uh i'm looking forward to getting that game when it comes out playing the story mode and then instantly dropping off when i run out of things to do that are not play online <laughs> because i don't want right. to get killed instantly online but yeah yeah, I mean, there was also there was a game from the, um, who was it? Not the Journey developers because it was not on the Sony one before. There was there was one um, uh, from the Limbo producer director. Was it? No, that's no, the game that's, I, I I don't care. I don't care for Limbo anyway. I'm I'm the one guy in the world who didn't really like Limbo. <laughs> um, what the fuck was it? Was it Giant Squid? Was there, yeah, yeah, it was something about Giant Squid, wasn't there? Yeah, but I think that was at the PlayStation thing, wasn't it? That was a, okay, I'm, I'm getting mixed up maybe. Anyway, this one went went we we got one more one more big thing to reveal for you guys. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna fucking blow your socks off. It's uh, Final Fantasy VII, which we already knew was coming. Here it is. Look, it looks exactly the same as the first one. Uh, enjoy. I was so grumpy when they revealed it. I was like, oh, fuck off. And I'm sure, the funny thing is, you and I are just the grumps on that one, because people love Final Fantasy and they love 7. I, well, I really liked 7 Remake. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. But that's not a big reveal that they're continuing it and that it looks the same it as looks, the first yeah, one. I, it looks yeah. exactly the same. Okay. Maybe uh, maybe it looks like there's going to be a little bit more open-worldness to it, but it, it looked the same. And you know, I'll I'll, pl- I'll play it. Although it's, it's apparently it's only going to be a PS5, so I don't know how I'm going to do that. Maybe I have a PS5 by the time it comes out. But um, yeah, even as someone who's a fan of of Seven Remake, I just said, oh, all right. I mean, you could have opened with that more than closed, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, I don't think there was much there for me. No. Uh, and then we had the. Did you watch? Sorry, you didn't. Did you watch the Day of the Devs thing after the Keely thing? That was not like probably the best one of the week so far. It was like action packed with like really 
cool, interesting looking games that were like actually not depressing as fuck to look at and, and, and <laughs> right. consider. There was a they they showed a tra- uh, an extensive look at Pathfinder, which is the um, you might have seen a clip of it before. It's the game where you like you can take photos and you place them. And then the subject of the photo becomes... It's very hard to describe. It's a little bit like <laughs> super liminal. You know the game super liminal? Yeah, I love it. It's very much like that where so you, you pick up... Uh, you know, you're trying, to, you're trying to... You're moving around this kind of weird uh, kind of floaty, heavenly space and you're trying to get up. Uh, there's a gap and then there's a photo of some stairs and you push the photo and then you press a button and then the stairs turn into reality. It's it's yeah. very stylish. That looked cool. And there was a, uh, there's a game that's like a combat game with extremely Tony Hawk style movement it's a skateboarding action game day of the devs was good i would almost say it's worth going back and watching it was it was tons of really interesting looking stuff but uh yeah and then we got to xbox tonight and what did you make of it i i i thought it was a a, a pretty depressing um uh <laughs> like we're not you know i i was hoping this would be a big we're back we're, we're rebounding from letting people down with um with Redfall and the like i like People, people, every for years, and and you know, even going back to like I don't know, probably like three sixty. Every time Microsoft does a thing, like oh, I hope there's a new Fable. When was the last time one of those came out and people actually liked it? Do you know what I mean? Has Fable ever been as good as people have hoped it would be? I feel like it hasn't ever. Uh, uh, you know, so so they opened with that, and fair enough. Like people are attached to that IP. I've just I've never gotten it, and that kind of set the table. It's just a bunch of stuff that looks all right and tons of cg just tons of tone piece trailers and i was like yeah yeah very little gameplay i'm like where's the where's the i mean sony has like they can it's really unfair in a way that they can lean on things like spider-man that's just going to elicit such a reaction from the general public because everyone knows what spider-man is and everyone loves it and microsoft's in this tough spot where all their existing ip are kind of exhausted there's no real interesting gears or halo anymore and they have to try and drum up interest in new stuff, but then it's like the that stop motion trailer they showed was really cool. But I'm like, but what is it? It's like it's I, I it's it's a CG tone piece for a trailer for a game that's coming soon. I'm like, where you're not grabbing me with any of the stuff, you know? I thought some of the stuff looked looked cool, but that's just it. It was a bunch of yeah, that looks yeah, that looks yeah, that looks yeah, yeah. Oh, new car in Forza, okay, cool, yeah, okay. <laughs> the cars in Forza, you know. Um, and then Starfield, I, I, maybe I'm just being a real grumpy Gus, but the Starfield thing, I was just like, this just screams cyberpunk to me where you're you're telling me it does 10 million different things and it's amazing at all of them. I'm like, how? How is it possibly actually yeah. fun to go to all those planets? How yeah, as Bethesda developing. And it's Bethesda, perennial over-promisers, like, like, I don't know, how is it possibly an excellent house builder, ship builder, first person shooter, navigator, crafting game, melee game, conversation, role playing. Like, like it's, it seems like if they, like if they pull this off, even half as good as, as they pitched it on this thing, it'd be like the greatest game of all time. Do you know what I mean? It's like, they're shooting so, so high with it, which is, which is commendable in a way, you know, but I don't know. This is is the thing though, is that people who want to play Starfield just want it to be, Fallout 4 in space mm-hmm. or Skyrim in space. It doesn't need to be so um, ambitious and so adventurous that it is a bore or that it doesn't perform well, ultimately. And that's kind of, in a sense, an issue with a lot of these games. Like, just keep it simple, stupid. 
uh, might might be a good place for these companies to uh, yeah to start with. Um, I actually I want to say I was like fucking blown away by Starfield or anything, but I I'm definitely have historically been a big fan of those Bethesda games, the Fallout games and the Elder Scrolls games. So I remember the first Starfield trailer we saw whenever the last time was, and I thought I wasn't super impressed, but this one. I don't want to say I was blown away, but because I wasn't. But it was a lot more reassuring that this is a game that I'll potentially enjoy in the same way that I enjoy Fallout and Elder Scrolls. Although I will say, you know, we got Outer Worlds um, two or th- three years ago now. When did that game come out? 2019? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that pretty much nailed the brief for what a space Skyrim or space Fallout should feel like. Um. This one definitely feels a lot more, uh, I don't say realistic, but like grounded in reality. Yeah, yeah. Which those, you know, Fallout and, and Elder Scrolls have never been. Uh, so I wonder if that stylistic choice is going to work against it. I mean, I, I loved Outer Worlds. I thought Outer Worlds was, was really good fun. It wasn't enormous either. It was like 20 hours long, if even. And you had a few worlds and a few areas to explore. It was, it was kept relatively simple and relatively yeah. straightforward. And I thought, it was, I thought it was fucking great. For such a space-faring, big RPG, it really wasn't that big. That was, that was what was good. It was good. You know? It was good about it. It wasn't, it wasn't 100 hours. It, was, it, it, was, it kept very simple and just did what it needed to do really efficiently. And, and actually, that was one thing I was excited about as well, was Avowed. If I would look good, if I would look good, yeah. By Obsidian. By look, Obsidian. the thing with Obsidian is Obsidian are real fucking good. They're almost like the smaller, more condensed version of the Bethesda games, but like not buggy or shit. Yeah. But actually good. Did, they, they did they did um, Fractured But Whole as well, right? And New Vegas, yeah, famously. Well, New Vegas was was a real fucking buggy mess. Yeah, I suppose that was, that's that, was, that was using Bethesda's engine, I think, when they developed that. The, the other thing about Starfield was I, I when when they got to this portion where they were showing the energy being diverted from the shields to the lasers, which to be fair, that's a long-standing sci-fi thing, and I actually think that's kind of cool idea on its own, just to be fair. When they were showing that about 40 minutes into the presentation, I was like, how long into this game do you think they'll stop showing you tutorial screens? I'm going to say 12 hours, because <laughs> everything you do has a mechanic Maybe. associated with it. And... and it was just like the other, and the other thing then was they were showing, and again evoking kind of cyberpunk. They were showing all this like sick movement, like we're jumping around, we're we're headshotting people, we're we're using all our special abilities. I'm like, how many hours into this game do you think you have to be before you get half of this cool stuff? Where you're yeah, building your ships, yeah. you're building your house, you've got all your weapon loadouts, you've got you know, you you you've built a really cool like obviously it's going you're gonna have to earn like money and resources to do that stuff, and they, and they keep going on about the size. That's the other issue as well with, with with selling a big, a massive 100, 200, 500 hour RPG in a presentation like this is that like, okay, zero chance you're starting with half of this shit. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, how long? How many of these planets do I have to go to to get enough money to make a decent house? Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, I don't know. It all seemed too good to be true. Also, I, I mean, like there was very little in, the, in it that was pitched as like fun. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it was like... <laughs> They were, yeah, they talked a little bit about right. the shooting, but other than that, it was just kind of like big. True. Again, I, I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I loved uh, Skyrim and I loved Fallout 4. So until until they really screw me, uh, 
they're, they're still on fool me once. Once they fool me once, then then they'll be on thin ice. But I'm I'm going to allow it. Um, how are they still going with Fallout seventy six? By the way, and, and Elder Scrolls Online, I can knock them on the head and make fucking Elder Scrolls six already. Come on. Yeah, it. Um, I think it's one of those games though that it has had a, a little bit of a recovery, um, and so they've actually fostered a bit of a community around it. So I guess it's working for them, you know, despite its sure. infamous launch, you know. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's Xbox. It, it it didn't inspire a whole lot in me. It, they showed they showed Hellblade two, which I've been asking for for six years of this. That feels like it's been coming out. I've seen a hundred trailers. For yeah, that. like like it's it, it went very quiet there for a while. And then God, I was like, that game's been so quiet for so long. I hope they show it and I hope they give it a release. You didn't see like, gameplay today. You didn't see gameplay. And then they're like 2024. I'm like, okay, it's it's almost like don't don't even put a date if you're going to put a year on. I realize it's yeah. next year, but like, don't don't even put a date on it. Because what was that? Christmas? You know, like, like it's ridiculous. But um, yeah, so tomorrow is yeah. Ubisoft. Um, they will show gameplay for that Star Wars thing that they showed today on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Star Wars in it, um, and presumably uh, Assassin's Creed, which again also uh, Ubisoft another one around like Jesus, you need uh, uh, you, you could do it a bit of a home run here to convince me that you still actually make games, um, <laughs> and not just announce them. But yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll report back next week on that. Yeah, there was there was also a game by the makers of uh, Dear Esther and Everybody's Gone to the oh, Rapture, yeah. which are two games that I really enjoyed as well. Chinese Room, I think they're that's it. That's them. Yeah, that as well. Uh, and then last thing on our agenda today is music, and I listened to a new album by the Foo Fighters called But Here We Are, the first release since the death of their drummer last year, Taylor Hawkins. Uh, this album is very much in tribute to him, and also I think Dave Grohl's mother passed away uh, very recently as well. So it's an album that's all about uh, death and afterlife and dealing with it and trying to find meaning in it and and reaching out for people who aren't there anymore and so on and so forth and you know i got that feeling from it what i will say though is god love them um just musically the foo fighters i never find that they're so with the exception of some of their some of their singles are, are bangers don't get me wrong ever long all my life pretender you know over the years they put out some really good songs when you sit down and listen to an album they never sound more than the sum of their parts they got a they got a great vocalist and guitarist they had a great drummer until obviously very recently and yet their songs always to me just sound a little bit the same and a little bit bland and they never go out of their wheelhouse and do anything unexpected yeah and that's what this album sounded like to me as well. I saw it, it's actually been getting quite good reviews, which is why I went out of my way to listen to it. But it's like it's exactly what you'd expect. You get that that same Foo Fighter sound. Um, and actually, some of the songs I enjoyed on it were kind of the slower, more introspective songs rather than the big, rocky, anthemic, what you consider Foo Fighter hit hit sound. Um. So yeah, so I, I mean, I wasn't crazy on it. I, I like I said, I I like quite a few of their their hits from I would say more so from like the 2000s than, than anything recently although I did listen to a, an album of theirs which everyone had like Sky is a Neighborhood on it and I thought that was a, a good kind of foot stomp and single I wouldn't say there's, there was anything on this record that kind of stuck in my mind as, as much 
Uh, there was one of the slower songs called The Glass I really enjoyed. And also, I'll throw out another one here. I just can't remember the name of it. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, don't tell me no internet connection available. That's not <laughs> Uh, hearing voices, hearing voices in the glass. There's, there's your two best tracks off it, but they're both slow, kind of mood pieces. Very, very much enjoyed those two. Whereas the album overall, I, I would kind of give it more uh, in the middle. Maybe it's just not for me. Okay. Um, it's mad, that, you know, when you consider Dave Grohl having been a, a not a founding member, but eventually a member of Nirvana. That there's, there's there's really not much of that sound that's carried over to you know you can say that that as a positive in terms of that Dave Grohl has kind of developed his, his, own, his own sound, sound separate yeah. from Nirvana, and yet when you're listening to some of these songs and and you're just not it's not scratching the itch and you think fuck I, I wish there was more even like lyrically more of Cobain's influence maybe even more so than musically but it's just it's just not there so yeah that's Foo Fighters uh, but here we are. But here we are indeed. Uh, we will wrap up there. Uh, we'll be back. Well, so yeah, there'll, there'll be some variety of show next week, I would say. Uh, Joe and uh, uh, Paul will possibly Ooh. do something live, 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 in person, 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 watching Collision, Lision, Lision. Um, <laughs> uh, so they, they will possibly do something uh, uh, together, uh, failing that. Uh, or if you just if you don't get around to it, and also just while you're on your holiday, bubbles, there may not be a show next week. Follow follow the Twitter uh, at Chairshot Pod on on Twitter for any cool. updates. But you know what? The funny thing about us is that we have been doing the show for 13 years, and we've missed our share of weeks. But they're we'll always be back, you know. So um, uh, if there, if there's not one next week, then we'll be back uh, as a trio the week after, and we'll talk collision. Uh, me and Paul will probably wrap up on Summer Game Fest. Uh, God, we'll actually we'll nearly it'll nearly be fight forever day at that stage if uh, 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 yes uh, if we if we don't do a show ne- actually let me see let me see if we don't next week we'll yeah, be twenty fifth we'll be back we'll be back okay so yeah a couple of days uh, a couple of days ahead of uh, fight forever yeah I'll have my I'll have my pre order in by then probably yeah I can't they don't they're not putting a pre order on Steam it's very annoying I just have to buy it on the day I mean it doesn't matter because it's fucking just uh, all digital get, in the in the you won't get your fucking Matt Hardy oh done. they made sure to <laughs> clarify do not worry on Steam you will be able to buy the version that, that has <laughs> Matt Hardy on it I was like oh great how how much to not have him. <laughs> Yeah, well, what, what I'll do is I'll just buy it six months after it comes out in Smiths, and it'll still have the little, the little pre-order slip in it. Yeah. inside. Yeah. Oh, for my I, my, my great shame! <laughs> they're not. They, you can only get it through direct at first. But I'm like, I'm waiting for Smiths to see if they're getting that fancy Spider-Man Two collector's edition <laughs> stupid statue. Um, yeah, well, I, I I'm not I'm not uh, immune to that. I actually bought the big old Zelda thing. I was, I was looking at the art book, by the way. Love an art book, so I do. Um, we all have our voices. Anyway, we'll be back next week or or or, or, or the week after to talk about uh, our various summer goings on, and we will catch you all then. So until then, it is goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye, and it's goodbye from Paul. Enjoy your holidays. <laughs> goodbye. Thank you very much.